all the resources. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a finite amount of coins in each level and you need all those coins. Exactly. Artist, a podcast created by students for students, where animation junkies Jordan and Rich geek out about animation, interview industry professionals, and ask the questions you want answered. I'm Rich, and I love cartoons. I'm Jordan, and I make cartoons. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another chit chat episode on Evening with an Artist. Welcome. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about, I don't know, just sort of like a few newsworthy things. Yeah, um, I haven't seen much. Yeah, there hasn't been, like, a ton. It's been a couple things, but I really want to talk about, and again, this has come up in some previous episodes, but we're kind of following the journey of the new Mario movie, and I want to talk about it some more. Pre-release. Yeah, because it's not out yet, obviously, but there's been another, like, a full trailer drop, and there's also been a kind of a teaser snippet that was shown to us at the Game Awards, and I want to talk about them. Lots of great stuff to talk about <laughs> between those two things. Yeah. So, first, let's just talk about the Game Awards snippet. Um, it was basically just, it didn't have a ton of plot development in it or anything. It was just kind of like a clip. It was really focused on Toad and, like, kind of his role in that, like, part of the movie. Yeah. But Toad it, escorting Mario through the town yeah. to, 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 to the castle. castle. Yeah, to Princess's Castle. And it's cool because it starts with a bunch of toads, like, essentially mining coins from these coin blocks. I mean, you say mining. I don't know. They're just kind of... But they were hitting it, and you can see some of them are getting tired, and someone's collecting them. It looks like it's their job. Yeah. Like, their job is mining gold from these coin blocks, like these endless coin blocks or something. Which I just find funny because I feel like that is... I mean, not that people, people don't mine coins that much in... Mario, like maybe Super Mario Odyssey, but like coins were always like cool, but not necessarily like crazy important. But I just think it's kind of. I'm going to come right out and say, I don't know what you're talking about okay. because if there are <laughs> coins, you get the coins. Okay, right. But like, so, you know, that's kind of part of the thing, right? Like in the video game, people, but you know how like in video games, people f- find certain resources and they mine them like crazy. If they they're find, there, yeah. They find All ways the to mine them. All the resources. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a finite amount of coins in each level and you need all those coins. Exactly. And it's like really important. But in something like Mario Odyssey, (laughs) get worked up. But in Mario Odyssey, for example, which was like an open concept world where you could go back to worlds often and like find the same coins and stuff. It's just people find ways to like mine well, that's, things, that's why Mario Odyssey had world-specific coins in each world as yes. well as the regular coins, because you need to get those world-specific coins. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any kind of Odyssey cameo stuff is going to come up. Like, will Cappy be there? Like, I hope not. Who knows? Personally, I hope not. I don't care about Cappy. You it didn't play nothing. the game, though. I played probably three quarters of it. Oh. I haven't finished it. Okay, you played more than I thought. Oh, I blitzed the hell out of that okay. thing for, for a couple days. Okay. And now I haven't, like... Since I've been living with a Switch, I haven't touched it once. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I got a lot of things to do. Yeah. And, you know, I don't care about Cappy. I don't care. I mean, to be honest, like, I played through Super Mario Odyssey. At first, I was like, oh, Cappy, what? But, like, 
it's a cool mechanic. I don't care about him necessarily as a character that that hard. But I'm just interested to see. I want to see how far they go with, like, what they bring into the film. Because so like far... How, how far they build out the world. Yeah. Because so far, like, within the trailers and stuff, there's a lot of stuff. So what else did we see? So we saw the coin stuff. Obviously, there's all the pipes and all that fun stuff. You can see that Mario's, like, getting used to the world, getting used to the moving platforms, the floating bricks. Yeah. So let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. (laughs) It is very clear from the trailer and from this little snippet that Mario is foreign to this world. Yeah. Uh, He, we don't know how he got there or why. Yeah. But he's, he's clearly making a beeline for the palace, so he must be there with some kind of mission. And he may possibly have been Chris Pratt at one point in time yeah. before getting there. <laughs> if there, that, that is what it is. If there it's is fine. a single clip of the real world in this film, I'm going to be furious. That is just me. Again, we, we talk about our opinions. But, yes, <laughs> but I, I am. But let's I am just say <laughs> that if. They show real-world Chris Pratt with a black-dyed, bushy mustache and black-dyed hair wearing red and blue overalls. I will not be disappointed at all. I think that would be so great. Okay, you're making a valid point. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Okay, the whole... I don't like the trope of finding out in a film that, you know the animated characters are really just like it's not some alternate universe thing it's just some kid's imagination or like they were the toys that the kids played with like the only time i thought that was cool was in toy story they're the only ones that did it right but like stuff like that you know i mean i don't know small soldiers also pretty good oh yeah small soldiers but that that was more like the that was more like they were because they were in their own world they were in the human world as what they were but in like these it's clearly like the we'll call it the mario universe because we don't know what we we'll call it mushroom kingdom you know whatever it's it's a whole thing on its own where everyone is a cartoon thing what about princess peach she's seemingly human where did she come from how that did she become princess is a very good question thank you um <laughs> but i will interject that throughout the decades the mario mythos has kind of always been that they were real people who traveled through pipes into this magical world, and now they have to save it. I guess, but I you just... You look at the old terrible shows, uh, it was always the same. Even in the old cartoon show, it was the same. Like, there's... They don't talk about it very much in the video games, because when it came out, there wasn't much story to video games to begin with. Yeah. So it was just like, hey, you're a plumber, you're gonna go save a princess well, and jump the on thing. a bunch there's of turtles. So little, there's so little canon, so little story... It exists, more. you just don't know it. Yeah. But I just I just don't want it I don't want it to turn into the Lego movie. That's all I'm saying. It won't. I it I, will I, not. I, 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 I don't want that. I don't want clips of them in real time. I want them to get over that concept very quickly that he had this old human life that he remembers and he has no idea. Like I get that this is kinda of becoming a Mario origin story. I get that it's becoming like the Mario thing where it's like the origin story and this is what happened. So he should be thinking about his old life and all, all of that stuff. But I just, I just don't, I don't like it because I don't like getting taken out of the reality that they've created. Like, I don't like the idea. I want to be immersed into this and I want to believe that mushroom kingdom exists. And I, 
that's how I feel when I watch animated films. I, in the moment, I see this as like a thing. I believe in it. And it's, that's the whole point of the film is they're convincing you that this is real. And I don't want to be taken out of that constantly by being reminded that he's from our real world. But you'll still believe that it exists because he is all of a sudden there and he's believing that it exists. Right? So the idea that he's from a different world shouldn't take away from your belief in it because he's going to be going around and experiencing all the things that you would think you would experience if you suddenly ended up in the Mushroom Kingdom. But it does because it's a trope. Oh, how are these bricks just floating in the air? I guess that's fine. I'll just walk on them. Like, that's that's fun. I think that's great. And I think they're going to have a lot of fun with it. And it's going to be great. I just wish it wasn't like he was coming from the real world. I wish he was coming from, like, an alternate, like, universe where he was still a cartoon guy. Where everyone's a plumber. Where, maybe, or where in the real world, like, if they made real world reference, but it was animated, then I'd be totally on board. Maybe they will. Maybe we'll Mm -hmm. never see real humans who, like, turn into a cartoon counterpart. And, like, I don't think, from what we've seen, I don't think we're going to see any live action. Like, I doubt it's going to happen. I just think that, like, the constant reference is going to annoy me. If the world that they come from is, like, the downtown part in Odyssey... And that's like their like real world where there's like taxis, yes. but that had weird human looking humans, yes, which Mario was not, and that was off putting. Well, and that's the other thing because, yeah, so Mario still didn't really seem like he fit in New Donk City because the humans were like tall and skinny and had and, no faces, yeah, and <laughs> were just like a lot of businessmen and stuff. But then there was like the mayor lady, yeah, right, yeah, they have like a some canon or whatever that they have a past like i think they used to date or something like that oh maybe i don't remember that much anyways so that was cool and so so she's part she's like part of the city but it's like all just full of businessmen like again it's a weird place but that that's cool like if he came from some other cohesive mushroom kingdom like esque universe where he was a cartoon character and other cartoon people looked like him and one day he found a pipe and ended up the other end of mushroom kingdom that he didn't know existed yeah i would be totally fine with that and i don't know if anyone else feels that way but that is just how i feel I get um <laughs> that's fair yeah uh let's stop eating this dead horse anyways move on to other aspects of the trailer all that to say i'm still super excited about the movie like i'm really excited it's very clear that they're in keeping with a lot of mario lore and we get to see all of these references and stuff like in the clip for the game awards there was that antique shop and it had yeah, like the really old pixelated stuff yeah, that was really cute it was adorable like and again if you guys haven't seen these they're really easy to find on youtube there's like the new official trailer plus the you just look up game awards like mario movie because it, it looks like fun yeah and normally i don't like finding out too much about a film before i see it but for some reason with this i'm totally cool with because it. you're terrified about this movie for yeah some <laughs> But, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Yeah. So, it looks good. The only other thing is, I'm not loving the voice acting for Mario so far. He, We've heard very little of it. We Yeah, we only get small snippets. But, like, even, like, and I, I mean, I know I'm not the only one upset about it. Because, like, it's just all over the internet that people are, like, a little disappointed in Chris Pratt's portrayal of Mario as we've seen so far. I mean, everyone's going to be because they're expecting one thing and there's no way Chris Pratt is going to give them that. No, I know. Hands down. Yeah. So. uh, And it is what it is. 
and we'll get we'll get over it. I know once I see it and I'm in it, it's not gonna really bother me. Yeah. It's not gonna take me out of the whole film the whole time. But we're seeing snippets and we're like, huh, this isn't the best, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, aside from Chris Pratt not sounding like Mario, from what I've seen, I think there's like a zero percent chance that this is not gonna be an enjoyable movie and that it yeah. is not going to do justice to the world that it's coming from. Like, the platforming aspect looks super fun. Yes. All that weird stuff. And the idea that the platforming is, like, training. Yeah. That's such a smart idea. Yeah. It's almost kind of like what Nintendo did with, like, Breath of the Wild Zelda, where, like, they made all of that kind of weird puzzling and 2D platforming all make sense because it's, it's what was in the shrines and it's about training the legendary hero. It's finding a way to, like, bring previous like gameplay that seemed that didn't have a lot of story that seemed kind of monotonous fun but like but they why would they do it story lore yeah at the same it time. turned into like a reason yeah. for it to become a thing yeah yeah so that's really cool i would yeah. love to see some actual flat stuff I would love to see random like 2D, 2D aspects. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like maybe, an Odyssey. Maybe they go through a pipe and they end up in like the 2D, yeah, yeah like for a bit. I would like love that. Stuff. And then they, I mean, of course, I don't know how they explain why that happens or stuff, but I'm sure they can find a way. And they did it, it's kind of like what they did in Odyssey. He would randomly go flat whatever, right? yeah. to do certain levels or puzzles and stuff. And I, I love that. Yeah. It was great because it just makes Get you feel up good. To the top of a. A certain area, yeah, where you and know, you're just you like classic, physics. yeah, and you're just classic flat Mario. Yeah, it's so cute, and yeah. I I would love it. They did that something was a great like that. element to put into that game. It was, sure. and it's I love that it it's really is for like people of a certain age that have that nostalgia because like kids these days they're not playing flat Mario like no they're not doing that so yeah. they're probably starting with Mario Odyssey and they have no idea what's behind that so it's you know it's for those it's for it's for the the old, the old people, dinosaur <laughs> like me. Video gamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Strange World is uh, has now been in oh, theaters. We're moving for a right bit. on from the Mario yeah, trailers. Yeah, moving wow. right on from yeah. the Mario stuff. Um, Strange World is out. out. People are loving it. Maybe I haven't I've heard seen nothing it. About it. Um, I, st- I still don't know what the plot is. Okay, so the I try not to watch too much of the trailers because I don't like spoilers and the trailer. It's already spoiled stuff. It's very spoilery. Is it? Yes. It's like a um, blended family, maybe. Who's yes, which that was like fine to know, which is really space cool. Or something. I'm trying to remember, but yes, yeah, so they. It's this family, and then like I think space people from like space get introduced, and an old family member comes back. And, from space. Yeah, and okay. like there's like these conflicts and stuff. I'm not gonna get too far into it. Because, again, I didn't watch the whole trailer. I didn't watch the whole trailer because I was like, oh, this looks like a movie I I really want to go into with, like, no expectations. From what I have heard, there's, like, a lot of people not necessarily liking it as much or not liking how it looks. I've heard the animation isn't very Disney-par or Pixar-par. Pixar Like, it should be. And I find that hard to believe. But it's a Disney. It's not a Pixar, right? It is... I think it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. You're right. Which, again, they're owned by the same... True. Pixar's owned by Disney, but they they very much separate them into two different categories of film, and you can see the difference. But 
from what I've seen, it looks cool, and I genuinely want to see it, yeah. and I really want to, like, go in and just, like, be able to formulate my own opinion and not see too much reviews. It's got a 77% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is decent. It's decent. Not it's not terrible, but it's not it's not amazing. Like, it, yeah, it's probably not going to be, like, an Encanto or whatever, like, of some of the recent stuff they have lately, but... I don't know. We'll we'll see it at some point. We'll probably watch it on Disney Plus more likely. Yeah. But I'm not. It's not a theater movie for me. For yeah. Sure. I'm not like. I heard oh, nothing. I, need to see I didn't it in even the know it existed. Like before we started talking about it. Well, and I think part of the problem is I don't always know when stuff is coming out either. And I think it's just about how we consume media now. And I I miss out on a lot of stuff. I which I wasn't missing out on. Yeah. Like hearing about things. I feel like I need to look into it, and I get more because we look into this stuff. But I don't, and I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I just feel like I'm not getting, like, shown the same stuff because, like, I don't watch cable and stuff. I watch, I, I rewatch a lot of stuff on Netflix because yeah. I, I stim and I comfort watch things and so I don't get exposed to stuff as much anymore. But I do have, like, Disney on Instagram and stuff, so I don't know why it took so long for me to find these things. I don't know. It's, it's all comes down to the, like, that's the thing. You follow these things on Instagram, but they're not necessarily staying up on your feed yeah for when you're gonna see them right so it it would be better if anything to like subscribe to like a newsletter or something and have it emailed to you i know that makes me sound really old (laughs) because i am and uh and i'm not sitting around on the instas and the tiktoks all day like waiting for the new animation news to to drop you know so that i don't miss it like yeah I had gotten, like, we we got a subscription to Cartoon Brew, but what was happening is we get a constant emails, and I wouldn't take the time to look at them. Yeah, that's, that it's, is the it's danger. The, the email, it's not it's not a good way to get things to me to see, because yeah. I might just kind of haphazardly be like, oh, what I don't have time for this right now, and I'll delete them. So I don't know what the answer is necessarily, but anyway. We'll see it at some point. It looks cool. I noticed something, because we, we've talked about... I mentioned, like, Big Mouth in, like, a previous episode, and I found out that the it was made by Titmouse Studios, which is pretty cool. So they've got a studio in L.A., uh, New York, and Vancouver, so there is a Canadian-based studio. I thought that they came from Vancouver. Maybe. I didn't know that they had American-based studios. I thought they, I thought they started in New York. Okay. But I, but I could be wrong. I know when we've, like, we got some opportunities in school to speak with people from Titmouse, and it's usually people from New York, strangely enough. But sometimes the studios work pretty cohesively, so it doesn't matter too much. You could be living in Canada and work on a show that's that's at a studio in the U.S. Yeah. if you're remoting in. So yeah. it doesn't matter too much, but... That's true. I thought that was cool. So, yeah, they made Big Mouth and Human Resources... And they also made Star Trek Lower Decks. Were, were you watching that? No, I've never actually checked it out. Okay. Um, but it's interesting that they're making that, too, because it's such a different style, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Lower Decks, I would assume, would be made by the same studio that would make Final Space, you know, because they're very close in styles, mm-hmm. from what I can see, having not watched Lower Decks. Right. But I find it interesting that they're not the same. Yeah. That's all I got about that. Fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I would watch that. We'll see. So in doing my research, I also found this cool thing. Um, so at the Academy Museum in L.A., it's like the film museum, they're doing a whole exhibition on the very first, like, female animator. 
and I thought that was really cool. And if you try and look into this thing, which isn't coming out until December 19th, 2022, so at this time of this recording, like, it hasn't come out yet, you can't see who they're talking about. It's going to be, like, a whole secret reveal of who the actual first female animator is and, like, when they lived and what they worked on. And finally, it's sort of like a piece where they're finally getting recognized for all this work they've done. So I have a feeling, and from what, like, the small amount of kind of description they give to this exhibition is there's a lot of stuff that they worked on that they were never credited for. So I think it's just going to be really interesting because I think it's going to be a lot of recognizable early classic titles that they have been given no recognition for, and we're going to find out what they are. So just putting it out there, if you know, you hear about it. I don't know if we have any LA listeners, but even like once the ex- once it's out, there's going to be a lot more information out there. And I just thought that was really cool. If you're in LA, go check it out. <laughs> go check it out. If you're not, I'm sure if, if you're, you're 99.9% of our <laughs> listeners, then uh, it's just something to be aware of. It's, it's just something really cool. And maybe they can do something like that closer to, but like that knowledge is going to be essentially unveiled and be available to everyone soon and I think that's really cool so I think after that we're gonna see articles and stuff coming up about it maybe it won't be a whole big thing but maybe it'll turn into like a whole big thing and I I don't know I just thought finding that little tidbit could be like the seed to you know something bigger turn it into a whole big thing yeah yourself well through through the the reach and power of our podcast (laughs) i just think that's really interesting and we're definitely gonna have to do an episode on kind of like the early days animation like the classic roles that people played and you know obviously there was a big huge there was a whole thing with equality back then and you know women animators well a lot of women weren't even allowed to be animators they had to be they were ink and paint girls they were ink and paint girls they were colorists like that was what they were allowed to be so i kind of hope that this shakes things up a bit and i want to hear more about it and like eventually we'll do a little talk on it it's very interesting how like that kind of glass ceiling works in any aspect of anything like you know men didn't think women should be doing important you know, jobs with paperwork and stuff. But then when it comes down to drawing pictures, ah, we don't want women drawing pictures either because that's like a man's job to draw little cartoon pictures. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, it, it's so, yeah, the whole, the whole thing, it's very like interesting and strange that stuff like that kind of happened because I feel like they were men even being creative was breaking a barrier but which might have like a creative a lot of creative stuff would have been probably seen more as like a feminine thing although like i feel you would think anyways but i think also back in the day like we think too most famous painters and stuff were men like it was hard for women to get recognition in literally anything not just things that you know people would consider like scholarly and logical but also things more that in terms of like art and stuff like that don't leave it up to a woman to push a pose. They don't know the first thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of that happened. And I'm sure that there is a lot, a lot of stuff out there that was improperly credited um, or not credited at all the way. But I kind of hope that this exhibit just kind of shakes things up a bit. And I'm really interested to find out who the first female ed- animator was. Because apparently we either don't know or we had the wrong one. And maybe it's some from a lot earlier. I have a feeling that it, it, it's not new information. 
that they're they're gonna put out. They don't you you looked it up under their thing and they don't have anything. There, so I tried I'm to sure... look elsewhere, and I mean I know I have to do more research, but I found it really interesting that the exhibit itself was keeping the actual name really hush hush. Yeah, that seems weird. Yeah, because it wasn't like we're doing an exhibit on this person. This prolific. Because lady. if they were gonna if they were gonna do an exhibit on like Walt Disney, they wouldn't be like, oh, we're gonna talk about the world's famous anime or not tell you who it was. They would be like, we're doing an exhibit on Walt Disney. So I feel like maybe it's a name we don't really know already because if they just said we're doing an exhibit on this person, people would be like, I don't know who that is. But they're being kind of like cagey about it, and I just find that really interesting. So, what have you been watching recently? Okay, so I haven't watched anything a ton that's new. I was re-watching Centaur World again, because I just... Like, re-watching? You've watched the whole thing and I have watched, watched again? the whole thing maybe four or five times now. I love Centaur World. Oh my goodness. I love Centaur World so much. And it's funny, because I feel like, because I was that person, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have watched it, started watching it, and they're like, I don't think this is for me. 100% me. But I promise you, please just hold on. It gets so good. I swear to, I swear, it's so, it's, it's got, it's got a little of everything. It's, it's super weird, okay? The animation is ridiculous. There's so many, like, boundaries that they get to break. It's really, really cool. The, but the the story behind everything, it's so good and it's so heartwarming. It's amazing, and I I cry like a baby every time. <laughs> it's so so good. You haven't finished it yet, right? I haven't. Fin- I do have to admit, like I I watched the first few. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot do this. I know. I put it away for a long time. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. I think on a previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> I came back to it. I am like halfway through season two now, I think. Yeah. It, it sounds is like a that. lot better. And like, yeah, the, the more the story develops, mm-hmm. it is very interesting and, and it does hook you to like yeah. see what. Because in the beginning, they don't, it doesn't like the story isn't quite there yet. And of course, and it's, it's also like a whirlwind, right? Because, you know, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it, but it has been out for a while, and I'm not going to get into anything too deep, but, like, it starts in this retro style, and it's, the world is dark, and everything is dead, and, like, there's war, and it's this rider and this horse, and the It's a very cool, like, more, like, almost Disney-ish style, like... Yeah, not, it's not got Disney-ish, that, not but, Disney, you know, it's got a more like, classic... That classic, more retro, <clears throat> a little choppy, like, kind of style. It's really nice. Like, it's, yeah. it's really cool. And you're like, huh, I could get into this. This and is pretty cool. And then you drop cool. in a centaur world, and everything yeah. is just, like, curves everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and, like... And, like, the bushes silly. have butts. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you just get, like smacked up but that's kind of the brilliance of it because like, you're even the leafs are centaurs yeah like, yeah everything has like a, a everything Jim is Henson sentient done it better. <laughs> and like it's just so interesting because it really helps you be in writer's perspective which i think part of it is why like we don't necessarily you don't get sucked in at first because it's almost as if you were watching something and it's psych no, you weren't watching that. You're actually watching this, and you get yeah. kind of thrown back a little bit. You wanted to watch the first show, yeah. and then they, like, catfish you, and they're like, yeah. no, you're, 
the bait and switch. <laughs> and I mean, that you're watching this goofy, <laughs> ridiculous show. And I mean, obviously, if you see the Netflix <clears throat> thumbnails, you know it looks like a ridiculous show. Like it's not completely hidden, but you just you get it. The first part is just long enough to get you hooked, and you're thinking like, oh, this is kind of cool and edgy, and like, oh, there's like war, and it's like kind of, and then it's like. Bam! Rambos and like talking farts and like all of the shrubbery and has the power butts. to be super handsome. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's got magical powers and they can shoot tiny versions of themselves out of their boobs. <laughs> <For some. laughs> yeah, it's it like, was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it, it definitely like if if like Adventure Time appealed to you, if mm-hmm. like Rick and Morty appeals to you, this will appeal to you. Yeah. In time. In time. Like, in I just, time. I promise, like, I've heard, talked to a lot of people that are like, oh, I saw that, but, like, I don't know, and, like, I couldn't get through the first, but I'm like, please, please just, yeah. just do it. But it's just hard. It's a big ask to, to be like, just get over the ridiculousness of I know. this. Like, when it hits you in the face with that ridiculousness But then you'll, so like, hard, learn to love like, it. Like, now, I love it. I yeah. love the ridiculousness. I love all the humor. Like, once you've, like, watched it through and you fall in love with the characters, you just love it so hard. And it's just, like, it's just so good. And then also from an animation perspective, you're looking at this thing where... You can see where they keep to rules and barriers and where it looks really good. Like, remember, these are these characters are all centaurs. Like, if you are an animator or, like, you, you know about this stuff, you know that animating a horse walking is, cr- is crazy hard. Like, four-legged animals are really hard to animate. Yeah. So, like, we're talking about all the characters have four legs, or almost all of them, and, like, you know, there's all of... There's so much stuff going on. And then you see them going through phases where they completely break barriers. Like there's this point where they jump off a cliff side and instead of like, you know, squishing down and bending their legs at the joints and like looking like realistic. And then they like leap down into this thing. It looks like someone just took a mouse and grabbed their body Oh, and just, just like dragged, just and dragged it in, really? just drag and dropped it in. Like if you, like, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. If you like, analyze it and again i've seen it multiple times so it's but they don't there's no anticipation in their no action. because they can just break those rules like because there's rules and there are no rules depending on the situation yeah and it's the same thing like with some of them have like crazy long necks that like stretch up into the cosmos and like there's just they all have their yeah they can stretch things. a lot farther than expected yeah <laughs> they all have their things right it's just it's super strange but especially like when you start learning the backstory of the characters which like you're you're about to get there and you're, you're me just, yeah, I'm about to are. get there not the listeners knowing, maybe some of them but yeah maybe some of you but like knowing where Rich is in the series like it's it's oh, it's so good but like it's good I hope it gets super deep super fast it's it's really great and the, it's just I don't know it's oh it's just so good and the the story gets so unbelievably good and it's really engaging. I do have to, so far, it's only got dumber, <laughs> but like I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like the the way things have progressively gotten way more dumb is done so well. Yeah. That like, yeah, you you really want to find out. You do. How much dumber they can. And like, it. this is the thing. And like, I tend to not like. I don't always necessarily like shows like this. I don't necessarily like. You know. That Some kind of other humor. Shows. Yeah. yeah, shows that kind of have that kind of humor, but you really do get into it. Also, the soundtrack is really good. I, yeah, I like all the singing. 
Yeah. Singing's great. And, like, I don't always love musical stuff. I mean, usually I do. But I it don't just, believe it. Has to be good. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe because I do love musicals. <laughs> but, I, I mean, they have to be good, right? Like, is some people who are like, oh, but it's a cartoon and it's a musical, like, it, it might really throw you off in the beginning. But the music is really good. I sit at work and I listen to the soundtrack. It's I believe all you. the time. It's great. I bet you do. So, anyways, if you haven't seen it, or if you've like tried to, but you're not sure, like please just please just give it a try. It's so so good, and it will eventually definitely have people who worked on it like on our show because I work with them, and they're really cool people. But like the yeah, the show's incredible. I really wish it was like more than two seasons because it always ends too short, kind of like a long movie, and you're just like oh, I don't want it to end. But it's it ended at season the end of season two. Like, that was it. And, I mean, yeah. maybe it was only supposed Clone to... Clone High's coming back. It's been, what, 12 years? Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. right? Like, sometimes things pick back up again. Can't wait. I don't know. Like, I'm assuming it was always their plan. Like, the story definitely wraps up. So, like, I'm assuming that yeah, was always their plan. Yeah, they probably had a just do, plan for that. Yeah, to do two seasons. So, but I don't know. Maybe it'd be cool if one day it got picked up again. Yeah. Yeah. Or they do other things. I don't know. Yeah. Like Avatar, they could... Yeah. They could focus on another horse that goes to Centaur. Horse. They could. Different Centaur. Like, I don't know. I'll be watching um, it many more times. I recently watched My Father's Dragon yeah. on Netflix. How was that? It, I hadn't even heard of it. I hadn't heard of it either, but I, I was looking at what's new, and I saw the ad, and it, it was a cartoon, and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Um, it's by Cartoon Saloon, you know, and their stuff is well regarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen much of their stuff, as it mm-hmm. turns out. But, uh, but you know, they, they do good things, and they get a lot of acclaim for it. And I, I think this is kind of getting a lot of acclaim, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why. It it was it seemed very disjoint. Like, there's, there's kind of, like, two stories going on. Like, there's this issue that this kid is having with his mom, and she's, like, not listening to him or something. Okay. And then he... He just, like, somehow ends up disappearing and riding on a whale's back to this island to kill a dragon or something. I don't know. It was, it was a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but then he ends up, like, this. he ends up becoming friends with this dragon who's, you know, being held prisoner by the monkey people. <laughs> and it just, like, the dragon is, I don't remember his name, Gaten something, the kid from Stranger Things. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Which Justin. kid? Oh, Dustin? Dusty Bun from Stranger Aww. Things. Yeah, and he just like I don't know. He's I think he like likes fart humor or something, which I don't <laughs> identify with. And so you know, for me, it's hard once you bring fart humor into something for right. me to still enjoy it as much. But yeah, so this movie, I, it didn't it didn't get me in the feels. Okay. You know, as much as you know, it tries to have this story of like the kid and his dragon bonding or whatever and. You know, it, it, I didn't, I didn't get the feels from that. I didn't feel like that story in any way overlapped with the story about the kid and his mom. And mm-hmm. then in the end, like he just finds his mom again and they're, you know, they don't ever talk about like what issues they have together. Right. Like it, it just seemed weird. I don't know. Um, it, it, the movie seemed like, it seemed like the whole dragon adventure part was very juvenile. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was made for you know, I don't know, six year olds. Okay. Uh, you know, six to eight maybe. Yeah. Um, but the part with the mom that was very real 
seemed like it, it like there's no way that's going to be a hook for a kid right like it was very much like you know the mom's having a really stressful life and every time the kid asks for, for anything she's like no no like leave me alone like i'm i'm busy and i'm stressed and like you know you can tell that like the mom's not in a great place you never find anything out about her because then you watch this kid go do this dragon thing and then he comes back and he's like hi mom i'm back and then the movie's over, and you're like, what's going on with the mom? Like, she had real problems. I want to know what happened yeah. with her. Like, it was just, yeah. It, it Sounds like there was a struggle to get that kind of, like, family thing where, like, kids and adults will, like, see the joy in all yeah, of it. Yeah, like, they were than, really trying to find a way to appeal to all the different audiences. But, but it wasn't cohesive. But it didn't feel cohesive. And for, you know, Cartoon Saloon, they're, like... I mean, again, I haven't seen a lot of their stuff, but mm-hmm. from what I hear and read, like, they're they're really known the way they're telling stories, right? Okay. And I just, I didn't think they, this movie delivered on the, the story as Okay, well that's as interesting. Could have. Is it worth watching? I... Would you recommend it to anybody? No. No? Okay. Like, anyone who, who, like, isn't an animator? Yeah. No. No. If they had small children? No. Yeah. Does it I'd, look I'd, nice? I'd be like, don't waste your time with that thing. Yeah. I, no, I didn't like the way it looked. Either. Okay. I didn't like the way it looked. I, I didn't like the way it played. Okay. I, I didn't like the voice acting. Like, oh, you know, it's too bad. I, I like Dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I didn't like him as this as dragon, dragon character. <laughs> I that, that didn't work for me. You yeah. Know? Not that he can't do voice acting. Like, you know, he, his acting was fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like him as the character. Maybe it wasn't, was like, properly placed as that character yeah. or whatever just like not a right fit yeah or whatever it felt miscast to me miscast there it is oh that's I mean, interesting your words were good too they're all, <laughs> all good words no but i was thinking of like what's that word you know okay well that's interesting that's too bad though that you didn't like it but you know we can't like yeah. everything no right? it's true we can't and like then, you know maybe some people like it hey listeners if you watched it yeah and you think i'm out of my mind yeah you're not liking <laughs> this amazing masterpiece like let me know yeah Tell me what I missed, because mm-hmm. I definitely missed it if there was anything appealing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I found nothing appealing, except for the fact that it was kind of slow and quiet, and I could not pay any attention to it if I, if I so chose. Yeah. Okay, Which cool. I may have done from time to time, because yeah. it was just boring as all hell. Yeah. My okay, father's dragon, two thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... Let's, uh, we'll segue then into something that it's a little late coming because it is, you know, it's been, it's been a little bit since it's got, gone out now, but, uh, we both watched One Ellen Wild. A little, little bit. Not a little bit. Not a ton. Yeah. Yes. So we were very excited for One We were super excited about One Ellen Wild. We talked about it before because it's a new stop motion film and yeah. those don't come out all every day. No. And I mean, directed by Henry Selleck, who did Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Like, very exciting Mm -hmm. to see more of his stop motion work. Yeah. Produced by Jordan Peele, who is producing all kinds of crazy stuff these days. So you only imagine it's going to be super crazy. Yeah. So that's exciting. So we both saw it. We'll just go over our thoughts pretty quickly. Maybe one day we'll do like a a deeper dive into it, but just like some initial thoughts. So the basic plot, it's like a tiny bit confusing, but it it, it was weird. It was out there. Yeah, like it's it's there's a lot going on. So essentially, this uh, this girl loses her parents. She ends up at an orphanage, and then she gets brought back to the town where she lost her parents. She goes to the school, 
And it's like a kind of like a Catholic like girls' school Catholic or some boarding girls, some kind of boarding girls, school. Boarding school. It's not. It doesn't really say. Like, no. but there, but there's definitely like it's run you by nuns. Like, there's a very clear vibe. Yeah, you yeah. get to a school run by a priest and nuns. Yes, it's pretty much all girls. Yeah, they have the uniforms. She's obviously living there. There is a town. Yes, but some some but of the like people empty. don't live at the school, and some of the people. Yeah. Like the, Ooh, the town guess, is very like, is very it's portrayed as very like empty. It's kind of like run. It's very run down because of like the businesses that have gone under. I and, mean, I, they they hit hard times after the root beer factory exploded or burned down. Or yes, and then that was their main cash crop. Yeah, and essentially, so she's coming back to the town. She discovers that she is the a hell maiden, and she can like talk to demons and stuff like that. And then all the while, there's this there's these parents of like one of the girls in the school who were, like, trying to open a big, like... Yeah. Was it a jail? Yeah, I think so. I think they were... Yeah. For whatever reason, they were trying to open a jail. Yeah, they want to take over, basically... Public sector. Like, just bulldoze the town, I think, essentially. Yeah, and and make it into a And make it into... Yeah. For, you know... And treat everyone poorly. Yeah, essentially. They were they were yeah. evil or whatever. It was like evil corporate stuff, not yeah, to like mention just... Yeah, megalomaniac, like... Yeah. <laughs> just, just uber rich people who yeah. just want to, like, yeah, find ways to make more money by exploiting unfortunate people. And then, uh, so the main girl, she ends up getting in, like, she finds out this stuff about herself, she gets in contact with these demons, and she makes a deal because she wants to bring her parents back to life. Yeah, so these demons... Are Wendell and Wild. Wendell and Wild. Yeah. Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key do the voices from mm-hmm. Key and Peele. Obviously, it's the same Jordan Peele who's producing the thing. Yeah. And and they've been living on like their father's, father's like body. Body. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird. Like, and he's he's this huge demon who has like a an amusement park on his body yeah. where people get tortured. Like yeah. it's it's an amusement park for torturing it's souls. Like, yeah, it's like it's like a weird rendition of hell, I guess. Yeah. And and they're like weird groundskeepers who like take a cart of hair cream around and like squirt hair cream on his hairs yeah. to help grow his hairs back because he's yeah. balding. I I think that's but... like part of their punishment because I think they're like not doing a good job. Or, like, their dad doesn't trust them with, yeah, like, running Yeah, it seems things. like it's some kind of, like, penance that he's, like, <laughs> making them do. It's weird. But, like, Obviously, guys, start... like, if you haven't seen this, like, go see it. <laughs> but, like, because it's super confusing otherwise. But this is the first place that it goes sideways for me. Yeah, Because okay. then they start getting high on hair cream. Yeah. And at no point does it ever really address the dangers of drug use in this right. film. Like, yeah. they they spend a lot of the film getting high on hair cream. Yeah. No, that's a good and point. And it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it at no point do, it are there any after effects, <laughs> except for, like, you know, when they get kind of desperate because they're running out of hair cream. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only bad side to it is that they need their fix of hair cream. But <laughs> it's so not true. doing anything to them, you know, that's going to affect them long term negatively. So, like, hey, kids, do your recreational yeah. drugs. And that they stole like, it, and they stole it from the dad, like... He yeah, gets they're mad get that, in they, trouble that they took it. Because they stole but it's his. not. That's so true. I didn't even think of that. It was such a weird thing. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like eat, eat, a bunch. eat this hair cream. Yeah. I think it got in their mouth by accident one time or something. And then like yeah, after maybe. that, they got like addicted to this hair cream. Yeah, and like the when hair you're a cream, kid and you smell rub A535 and you're yeah. like, I bet this tastes like toothpaste. Yeah, you're just and you're like, like, oh, no, I'm not. Just bite into like a bar of it. Yeah. It's funny too because then this hair cream ends up being 
thing that brings people back from the dead. Yeah. Like, it's it's really confusing. Um, I will say, like, story-wise, me personally... Yeah, we're just going to come out and say it. You liked it. I Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so, here, like, Rich and I have, like, a little bit of differing opinions on Wendell and Wilde. I did like it. However... Is it sticking to me? And I'm being like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, I gotta I gotta watch it more. Because, like, I am a person that rewatches stuff often. Probably not... Sh- I'm not sure if I'm... I will probably watch it again someday, but I don't... It's not gonna be I another Coraline to you. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't feel the need to watch it. I don't know if it's gonna... It's definitely not gonna be, like, a Halloween classic to me. It Like, it came out on Halloween. It's spooky. It's not, like, Halloween specifically. But it's got, like, that kind of dark spooky vibe the story's kind of ridiculous and it can be confusing and it really doesn't have the best flow to it now speaking from like for like animation purposes the stop motion and stuff it looks really good the stop motion was great it looks it looks amazing the characters are really cool all of that like it looked really good all the corpses looked really cool and like they really had that dramatic contrast with the characters i really felt like everyone or almost everyone, like, really kind of lived in that world. And again, like, to put the world into context, it feels, it it has the perspective of, like, a real world that just happens to also then involve, like, the dead and all of this stuff. And I think that's where some of the, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I feel like that's where some of the, like, where it can take you out of the story. I, yeah. Because it's it's very real world, especially in the beginning, it's like, you know, her parents died, and, like, she comes back to the the boarding school and stuff. The boarding school is kind of weird, but, like, you can almost believe, like, that there wouldn't be anything magical happening in the film, and then it kind of does, and it... Now I just kind of think of it as more of, like, an alternate universe than as I'm, if it was happening in the real world. Like, I found, yeah, like, starting in, like, the, the real world or whatever their version of the real world, and everything had a certain aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And then when it went to, like, the their underworld or whatever right. small section of underworld that they live in on their dad's belly which seems to be whatever. like right under the ground <laughs> yeah um and and watching Wendell and Wilde like the demons mm-hmm. at first I had to pause the movie a couple times and try to figure out if they were actually like paper cut out 2d right or or actual models like stop motion mechats yeah because they they looked so like flat and like mm-hmm. profiley and it was really interesting like they are models yeah but like I it was an interesting it, aesthetic it, yeah it was a very interesting aesthetic to the point that it like tricked my brain into thinking I was seeing something that wasn't actually there right and I wasn't doing any hair cream that day so I know it wasn't just <laughs> me but yeah like that was it, it was neat that like the demons are so stylized mm-hmm. as, like, they're coming from, like, a different world almost. But, like, they yeah. look different. And I thought it was interesting that, like, they're the demons coming up and they look so different that, yeah. like, they almost couldn't even be from this world even though then they look like regular men. But they still have that weird... That kind of paper cut feel out feel to them. To yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. I definitely noticed that contrast. And, like, it, it's, it is kind of weird. It's kind of jarring. And... I've definitely, like, having thought over the movie again, like, I definitely don't totally even understand, like, my own feelings on it. It's definitely not hitting me as, like, a, oh my god, you know, amazing, best thing ever. I definitely, there's, I've seen other stop motion stuff that I like a lot better. 
Yeah. I don't think it's, like, a terrible movie, a bad movie. Definitely, like, if it was me, I'd say, like, yeah, watch it. Like, I would recommend it. But I would say animation-wise, definitely watch it. I think story-wise... Story-wise, no. I wouldn't recommend it. Unless they were, like, a huge stop-motion animation fan. Yeah. Like, even, you know, if they're not interested in, like, you know doing it or, or learning more about it but right. they, they just like they watching, just like stop watching, watching things that. i'd be like yeah that's sure watch it yeah but i the story i found was too disjointed am i gonna say that too many times in this episode probably yeah. there was totally i found there point. were so many things that didn't work okay and i don't want to get like spoilery so i yeah. don't want to address all the things that didn't work i it was entertaining there the animation was pretty I, I really liked the animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the aesthetics were really cool. Yeah. And it was entertaining. But the story was so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, not any of it got explained. And uh, for that reason, I'm out. Fair enough. Did not, did not sell me. Yeah, that's totally fair. And again, like, I feel like if I were to watch it again, it would mostly just to be like, to look... To see it again, see the stop motion, yeah. like see how it looked. Because, <clears throat> like hyper criticize the because it's cool. Like, yeah, I don't want. I want stop motion to continue. Like I like supporting stop motion films because I want them to succeed and continue. It takes so long and it's so expensive. It's, it, it takes long. And we it's expensive. Even seen, like the past handful of stop motions. That yeah, like, out. and I mean that's the thing. There's so few people that do it, and I was interested. Like Netflix is doing it now. There's another thing on Netflix with, like, these wool the house? characters. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't watched that. I haven't watched it's... it either because it, it looks so eerie. It, but I, yeah. I want to see it because I'm like My friend curious. watched it and she told me to watch it and she likes weird stuff. Okay. So I know it's going to be really weird. Yeah, like, I could... It's from the trailer, you know this is a weird film, but I want to see like, it. But, like, raw wool animation, that's so cool. Yeah, and it's kind of a really neat idea because... I know very little about, like, how you make these things, but, like, it's kind of a fad right now. Pin wool into shapes and, like, make little stuffies and stuff out of them. Okay. And you take a ball of wool and you stab it with a needle a zillion times until it forms a shape. That's how you make it. What? Yeah. It, it, it seems like you don't know why that that would work, but, like, you get a, ball, a bundle of mess of wool... And you stab you just, it. Like, keep like compressing it. You stab it and 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 stab it. And then eventually it turns into kind of like a shape. And then as you stab it, you morph it into like a shape. So you make a face. And then you take like other colors of felt and you stab on the eyes and you stab on the features and stuff. So I'm assuming. Again, I don't know. But you I'm just assuming... like put it in front and then like poke it in until yes, it's in. Yes, exactly. You poke it in. Right. It's such a weird thing. And <laughs> it's cool though. And. You made a ton of stuff out of it, but I'm assuming with this is like when they're moving their mouths and stuff like that is because they've literally probably gone in and adjusted the felt that way yeah. or like put more pieces on and done stuff because it's not like the models and stuff and like the figures you use in something like Kubo that have joints where you would like literally take the jaw off to yeah. change their take mouth. Take half their head off and... Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like that. It's um, not like you can make a different, like, full model for every frame of these little wool people. Like Exactly. Yeah. So they must be doing something like that, which yeah. is, that's really cool. Like, that's really interesting. And like, oh, man, that's got to be hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> for that, for that reason, I want to watch it. And I, again, I would love to watch, like, a behind the scenes of, like, how that's Yeah. Made. And again, yeah. I, I don't want this craft to, like 
to be forgotten. It, it's hard when things take more time and more effort and therefore cost more money for things to continue in a world where we try and make everything as cheap as possible. Yeah. Um, and these things don't earn more money. No. So they just like cost a lot more. They just they cost a lot of money. So but it sucks because there's amazing films out there. Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, Kubo. Kubo is amazing. And if like you watch the behind the scenes of the of how they made certain pieces, we're definitely gonna have to talk about it. But Apparently. Oh it's I mean it was so good. Oh good. I love Kubo. Kubo and the Two Strings is so good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's fantastic. And it, you can watch the behind the scenes. I do agree. Kubo and the Two Strings was very good. It's beautiful. I don't think I liked it as much as you. I love it so much. I, and I mean, I love, like a studio is really, really cool. And yeah. I've listened to people talk about it on podcasts and stuff, like what their day is like when they're a stop motion animator. And it's so different from like, myself as an animator that's like a 2d digital animator and it's it's just really interesting to learn how they do that and yeah. we'll have to have somebody on the show you one day that like can talk about that day for like 12 seconds or something right like oh like not even 12 seconds yeah, like it's it's crazy and they also talk about like there's all kinds of things that can happen to your model but so let's say you're working on like a s- sequence of scenes over like weeks of time the weather changes with temperature, things swell, and everything ever so slightly shifts. They have to, like, actually... Super temperature control. Yeah, they got... And they have to, like, actually be able to notice, like, when things have shifted half a millimeter or whatever and, like, actually fix things. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, the amount of detail and work that goes into that stuff, it's unreal. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Anyways, that's all we got for that. <clears throat> yeah, that's all we got for that. That's what we've been watching. That's what we've been watching. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any thoughts on the Mario movie trailers, on Wendell and Wild, on any of this stuff. <laughs> My Father's Dragon. <laughs> My Father's Dragon. If you guys want to, like, you know, get Yeah, let us at... know what you think about these things. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to yell at Rich for not liking My Father's Dragon, let's go. You can do that. <laughs> I, I'll be surprised. <laughs> go ahead and surprise me. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have as much fun with these episodes as we have making them, consider following us on Instagram and Twitter at Evening with an Artist. Get up-to-date news on future events, episodes, and more. You can also check out our website, eveningwithanartist.com, for a look at previous recordings, interviewees, news, and upcoming shows. We would love to hear from you, so send us a DM on Instagram or email us at jordanandrich at eveningwithanartist.com. Don't forget to join our community on Discord and see where it all started. Here, you can chat with other members and submit your interview questions. Did you enjoy the music? All the tunes on our podcast were created by our music man, Dougal Dawson. To learn more about Dougal and listen to an uncut version of the Iwa tunes, you can find him on our website. If you'd like to support the show, visit the donation page on our website, linked throughout all our social media, to help fund equipment, production, and guest speakers. Until next time. I've been Rich. I've been Jordan. And this has been Evening Evening with with an an Artist. Artist.